Indeed, all praise to Allah. We thank him, we seek his help. We ask for his forgiveness for the evils of our own selves and the evils of our actions. Whoever Allah has guided, none can misguide. And whoever Allah has left to go astray, none can guide. And I bear witness that there's no God worthy of worship but Allah. And that the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, is his messenger. O oh, you who believe, be conscious of Allah, fear Allah as he deserves to be feared, and do not die except in a state of complete submission. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran tells us of a very important trait that we will need for salvation on the day of judgment. Allah says, A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Ar-Rajeem, Yawma la yanfa'u malun wa la banun illa man atallaha bi qalbin saleem. Allah says there will be a day where neither wealth nor children will benefit anyone except the one who comes to Allah with a sound heart. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ala inna fil jasadi la mudghah Itha saluhat saluhal jasadu kulluh Wa itha fasadat fasadal jasadu kulluh Ala wa hiya al-qalb He said, indeed, there is a morsel of flesh in the body. If this morsel of flesh is sound, then the entire limbs, the entire body is sound. If this morsel of flesh is corrupt, then the entire body, the entire limbs are corrupt. Alas, that morsel of flesh is the heart. He also said in a hadith narrated by Imam Muslim, that Allah does not look at our shapes and bodies, but he looks at our hearts and actions. These hadith and the Quranic verse that recited tells us the very key central role that our heart should play in our lives. And as such, it is something which we should all look at and ask ourselves, what is the state of our heart? In the Arabic language, the word for heart, qalb, it indicates something that changes and alternates which is why one of the du'as we have been taught by the best of creation is to say, Ya muqallib al-qulub, O the one who turns hearts, thabbit qalbi ala deenik, make my heart firm on your religion. Our hearts, it's such that it's an amana from Allah. It's a trust from Allah that we're entrusted with. And to understand its primary nature, let's ask ourselves, if you read any medical journal about what the heart does involuntarily, meaning we do not actively direct it to do what it does. We don't say to our heart, take, it, take this particular blood or this particular thing to that particular part of the body. Receive, we, don't, we are completely in submission to its nature. What we do, however, is that what we eat, what we see, what we consume, how we work, how we move, affects the health of the physical heart. The spiritual heart as well requires the same type of submission. 
The word that Allah says in the Quran that would, in, when he describes the word that is translated as sound heart is salim. The word salim comes from the same root word as salam and Islam, right? Allah requires a heart that is primarily submissive to him. The first thing we must do if we want to attain a sound heart is that we must submit it to its creator. We must know that this heart belongs to Allah and that it's a place of intimate conversation with Allah. So the first thing we must do is that we must submit it to its owner, right? So a sound heart is something which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns us that we must have when we meet him. Our heart is the place of our intentions. And we know from the hadith of the Prophet Muhammad that all actions, the validity of all actions is mainly by their intentions. You might see someone doing a very perfectly right action, but if the intention is not sound, then that action will not be accepted. And you might see someone doing something you don't even know the reality of, right? I'm not saying a clearly wrong action, but you don't know the reality of. But when Allah that looks at the heart of that person, Allah might judge that action in a different way. So our hearts are so critical. It is the place of intimate conversation with Allah. Now I ask you, if you were to be accepting, if you were to be, if you invited a celebrity or an important person to your house, what's the first thing you're going to do? You're going to make sure your house is in a good state. You're going to make sure it's clean. If we want to have intimate conversations with Allah, with our heart, that heart also has to be in a clean state. That heart has to be a place that is fertile for such conversations, for such revelations, for such ilham, right? Illuminations that comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The heart is also the home that harbors your thoughts. Many of us, we don't pay attention to thoughts that come to our hearts. For example, whenever we have bad opinions of other people, we don't realize that that bad opinion actually lives in our heart. Your bad opinion of your brother does not live in your brother's heart. Your wretched opinion of your sister does not affect your sister primarily. It affects you primarily. And I like to give the analogy of, imagine the opinion you hold of anyone. Imagine if it was like food. If it's a good opinion, how would it smell? How would it taste? It would smell nice and taste nice, right? That's what you're putting in your heart. If it's a bad, rotten opinion, imagine how would it smell? How would it taste? It would smell, it would have a foul smell and a disgusting taste. That's what you're putting in your heart. So harboring bad opinions about people, and what is the key to harboring bad opinions about people? One, through listening to gossip and backbiting and not stopping it at its source, right? When you listen to backbiting and gossip or people telling you bad things about others, you are, it's your heart that is the receptacle of these information. And it's your heart that these would accept. Reading gossips all over social media about this sheikh, that sheikh. What, what, why is your heart not that important for you to want to protect it? 
from things that will give you potentially bad opinions about potentially righteous people. And even if they were not righteous people, you don't know how they're going to end. They might be wrong, they might have been doing wrong actions now, perhaps you don't see their end. You don't see whether they're going to do tawbah, and Allah would accept their tawbah, but you will still have this bad opinion in your heart. You might look at your brother or sister doing a wrong action, and you start to have this bad feeling about them. Yet, you might be totally oblivious to their tawbah, and Allah might have forgiven what you are still rank, hope, hope, you know, what you're still holding and having this rancor in your heart for. So the heart is a very important place. Watch your thoughts, because your thoughts will eventually become your actions. And your actions will eventually lead to where you're going to end up, okay? So the signs of a good heart is that that heart is always God-focused. Whenever the heart is placed in any situation, it directs itself back to the book of Allah, back to the example of the Prophet Muhammad and asks itself, what should I do in this situation? What will the Prophet Muhammad have done in this situation? Right? The heart also, the sign of a good heart is that it's completely submissive to Allah. Whenever the sound heart is faced with a tribulation, it doesn't ask around, why is this happening? What is the, no. It first recognizes, Allah says, الَّذِينَ إِذَا أَصَوَبَتْهُمْ مُصِيبًا What do they say? إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ Those who went calamities before, their first remembrance is Allah. They know that this test is from Allah, and we're all returning back to Allah. Another sign of such hearts is that a good heart, beautiful actions emanate from such hearts. And those beautiful actions may not be seen by everyone. They may only occur at the last third of the night. They may only occur when nobody else sees them, but that doesn't lessen their state in the sight of Allah, right? A sound heart leads to beautiful actions that last for centuries. After all, look at what we're gathered here for. We're all gathered here because of a sound heart and that heart of the best of creation, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that was inspired by Allah, that was guided by Allah, and that affected millions and billions of hearts afterwards, right? A sound heart can move mountains. A sound heart can change nations. And that's why it's so critical that we all focus on having a sound heart. And what is the sign that a, sound, that a heart is not sound? Such heart is completely worldly focused. Its aim is to attain status and goodness all for this world alone. It has no direction for the hereafter, right? When Allah described Alif Lam Mim, He said, when He talked about certain people in the Quran, He said, That they know the apparent, what is apparent from the life of this world. But as for the next world, they have, they're completely heedless. That's the sign of hearts that are not connected to Allah. Another sign of a heart that is corrupt is that it's completely a slave of its ego. It just does as it feels like. There's no filter to say, is this right? Will this bring me closer to Allah? No. And when it sins, there's no reminder that it has to go back to its Lord. There's no urge to repent quickly, right?
A corrupt heart, rather than making excuses for others, will find so many faults in others. When Allah described the munafiq with the munafiqoon, the hypocrites in the Quran, what did he say? In their hearts are diseases. Right? In their hearts is a disease. And these are people who try to find faults with others. Their job is to tell you how bad you are, how bad, you know, they try to always bring others down. Whereas the believer makes excuses for others, right? The believer tries to find excuses for people's actions. And as such, they will have a good opinion of people. So now that we've emphasized the importance of having a sound heart, and we've described some of the traits of a sound heart and a corrupt heart, how do we get a sound heart? What are the practical steps that we can take that if we started, perhaps, and we hope that Allah gives us a sound heart at the end of it. The first step is that you ask Allah for it, right? Ask Allah for a sound heart. It might sound simple, but Allah is the one that bestows this as a gift. Ask Allah regularly to purify your heart. Ask Allah regularly to safeguard your heart. Make it a regular dua. Ya muqallib al-qulub, thabbit qalbi ala deenik. Make your heart a focus that you want it to be just for Allah. The second thing you can do is to actually learn the diseases of the heart. Because many of us, we are unaware of so many diseases that we're carrying around. And these diseases of the hearts, they're not the kind of things you learn to practice on others. They're not something you learn so that you can say, oh, I can see you have this. I can, no, they're the type of things you learn and you realize it in yourself, and then you make a complete determination to rid your heart of it. And of course, by relying on Allah for help, right? Not relying on your ability to do X, Y, or Z. Okay, by complete reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay. Another thing that helps with a sound heart is good companionship, right? Prophet Muhammad told us, A person will be on the religion of his friend. And let one of you, let each and every one of you look and be careful of whoever they befriend. Good companionship can elevate your hearts. The companions of the Prophet Muhammad they were able to attain what they attained by virtue of being around the best of creation. By being around him, they saw how he behaved, they saw what he did, and how he reacted to negative situations, how he reacted to tribulations. And from that, they recognized what it takes, and their hearts were elevated by that. Right? Good companionship is so critical. A good companionship will not be the one that you hear backbiting, slander, all these nonsense from. Good companionship will bring you closer to Allah regularly. And finally, another shortcut in this. Of course, this is not an exhaustive list, but just a few suggestions. Is by loving righteous people. If you genuinely love one righteous person, you will want to be like that person. And if you genuinely love the Messenger of Allah or any of his inheritors, you will look to them as your role models. And you will actually look at them and go, actually, when they face this, this is how they behave. Let me try to be like that. They will be your template 
for action. There will be the people you look at and go, why? I remember when this person was faced with this tribulation, they bore it with humility. They bore it with patience. They never said anything negative about Allah, right? And by such, you start to emulate them. And of course, we know, a person will be with the one who he loves. So this is a gentle reminder for myself and everyone that our hearts are trusts from Allah. It's an amana from Allah that every single one of us must make a firm commitment to protect our hearts from all, every single thing that will destroy it, that will putrefy it. Your ears are windows to your heart. Your eyes are windows to your heart. What you do with your hands and feet affects your heart. Even though these are servants of your heart, when the heart is rightly guided, it would direct these limbs in the right way. And these limbs, on the other hand, can also do things that would corrupt the heart. So on that note, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to purify our hearts. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to illuminate our hearts with his guidance. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not to leave us to our own egos. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to illuminate our hearts with his light and to guide our actions so that they're all aright and to put barakah in everything that we do so that all our actions are completely for him. أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم